Attention, please. The show starts in. You're my best friend. Mine. Oh, who is? Eight. Seven. Why are you supposed to let people talk on this show? Six. How the fuck is that? Hi, I'm Brittany. I'm not a professional. Three. Can you read? Two. Time to bring out the knife. One. Alrighty guys, welcome to another episode of The Adventures of Brittany and Bruno. We are back, finally. Um, I know some of you want to kill us. Yes. AKA Wade. <laughs> Big Wade. Big Wade. We're back, Big Wade. Yes, we are back, just for you and everybody else who listens to us in like Iraq and a whole bunch of other places. Thank you, Iraqians. Yes. We have great news. Yes, mobile. What's mobile? Global. Oh, global. global. <laughs> <laughs> I tell you, man, like mobile, like like is mobile it gas station. Yeah. That's. Am I pronouncing it right? Mobile? Yeah, mobile or mobile. mobile. I don't mobile. know. Maybe it's mobile. Who the hell knows? All right. We have good news. Yeah, Brittany's pregnant. Congratulations is in order, Brittany. How do you feel? Congratulations, Brittany. On your pregnancy? Yeah, you guys thought it was me, didn't you? Yeah. We never said Brittany. This it's Brittany. not Brittany H. It's Brittany S. Brittany Spears. Yes, Brittany. Yes. How did you feel about the news? I was excited. I'm excited for her. I'm I'm excited and both scared a little bit. I hope that all goes well for her and she actually gets to raise this kid and, you know. Yeah. Me too. I definitely do feel like that. I just don't want her to be under this microscope where she breaks again because we are talking about someone who, if we listen to all the the news clippings and the rumors and rumblings, it's been stated that she has mental health issues. Right. So I don't think that people that suffer from mental health issues should not be able to give birth and live normal lives i think it's possible yes i just don't want the world to be so mean to her and right. maybe you know she's taking like 10 steps forward 10 steps forward i don't want her to take like 20 steps back right yeah because of bullies and speculators and assumptions and everything else exactly i want her to be protected because she's my national treasure yes. after like betty white and just judy and we lost <laughs> Betty White. So I know. Condolences. So sad. I miss Betty White. Thank you for being a friend. Do, 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 do. do. <laughs> <laughs> Brett, so what's new? Nothing much. You know, same things, different days. All the days seem to be running together. Same Working shit. Working like crazy. Different yeah. toilet. Yep, pretty much. Same shit, different toilet. Just as long as you haven't. I'm happy as long as you tell me you haven't gotten... um pepper sprayed, punched, <laughs> telephone robbed. No. None of that. No, none of that stuff. Good, 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 good. Yeah. My week has been interesting. I had something literally given to me, taken away, dangled over my head, and given then back. back. Yeah, it's weird. Maybe... Drama. Maybe after a few drinks, I might elaborate on the next podcast. Bruno, is it you? Are you the drama? Am I the drama? <laughs> <laughs> no. I hope uh, not. 
our job is the drama that's what it is oh god it's uh you know how they say that new york it's like a, a melting pot of just a whole bunch of ethnicities and stuff yep. no we're just like a melting pot of all sorts of drama big a small splash of salt a splash of pepper a splash of oregano italian seasoning yeah it's all there yeah exactly well cooked too <laughs> for real literally well ready cooked. to boil over at oh, any minute god <laughs> so brit yeah the news i feel like one of the biggest news that or at least topics that i want to talk about since um we love new york and new york is our number one listeners yes shout out to new york the events that happened last week okay. did you remember we were at work yeah. When we got alerted that there was firearms, um, I believe someone, first they said it was a bomb. Someone told me. They yeah, like, oh. they said something happened in the subway and they weren't sure. I think the first thing that came across the news was a bombing in the subway. Right. Wasn't it the N train or something? Yeah. Right there by Harlem and Brooklyn. But then like the first, they first said it was like the N train and the D. So did he do something yeah. on the D train? I don't know because the news was all confusing. At and first, then they right? said that he opened fire in the train station, not in the train. But I saw videos of the people coming off the train, like with bullet wounds on their legs and stuff. So it's like. It's true. And I believe it was 32nd Street, the stop, where they were running out or something. They're saying um, this public attack that wounded 10 people and injured dozens more is being called one of the bloodiest attacks on the MTA in recent memory, at least for like up to 20 years, the mm. last 20 years. What we're talking about, in case you guys have been living under a rock, is that Frank james after a long a day-long manhunt he was allegedly arrested he was arrested and he's allegedly being charged for opening fire inside a train car back in brooklyn so shout out to brooklyn they do listen to us our prayers are with you for those who are traumatized scared who was hurt wounded you know that were there like guys stay strong but so James is being slapped with terrorism charges and can face up to life in prison for the public attack that wounded again 10 people and injured dozens more. His motive isn't still cleared, but he did make disturbing social media posts prior to the attack, specifically about Mayor Eric Adams and New York City. Hmm. Yeah, that's what you just never know anymore nowadays. I remember being a kid and being able to go outside and, you know, play in my yard and my parents wouldn't have to you know be outside with me because you didn't have to worry about stuff like this some random guy pulling down the block and shooting up the block or you know Kidnapping child you. sex traffickers and kidnappers and stuff somebody snatching you up to sell you on the black market or whatever they do sex traffic you and stuff when i was growing up and i'm only going to be 30 years old we didn't have to worry about this stuff and it's so crazy and i feel so sad for the kids that are growing up at this day and age because they can't do anything they can't ride their bikes down the street like i used to be able to do i was allowed to go around my whole block ride my bike around my whole block on the sidewalk yeah. nowadays you can't even let your kids do that you have to be with them every step of the way in fear of stuff like this exactly and it's not even about abduction now they can't even cross the street remember you used to run across the street real quick oh we're just going to the store yeah. across the street now it's like even my nephew who's like 22 years old and is the greatest kid in the world i'm like be careful right look both ways please yeah. don't pay attention to your phone well, and that's true because you never know. You could catch, to, I could cross the street right now and someone's having a bad day and just because they're having a bad day, they want to run me over. Mental health is a real thing and people don't Or even people that are not even it. paying attention. 
right? That too, yeah, because people want to text and drive and everything else. But I think like going back to the shooting in the train station, obviously that guy was mentally sick in the head or some something wasn't right because I mean, I don't, me myself, I struggle with mental health, but I don't see myself doing that. You know what I mean? So he must have been beyond a screw loose or something. I don't like to judge people. I mean, I don't know that man, but to do that, to go into a train station and just open fire on innocent people. Well, you don't know about that man, so I'll tell you a little bit about him. He's 62 years old, and he's a black man. And even though he was black, most of the videos he was posting devolved into outbursts of homophobia, misogyny, and offensive comments about black people, even though he was black. Oh, wow. Mm -hmm. Hispanic people and also white people. Mr. James, who is black, directed much of his hatred towards black people whom he often blamed for the way they were treated in the United States. Hmm. Mm -hmm. He literally called himself... What was it that he called? I saw clips, little snippets of his videos. He called himself the prophet of doom. The prophet of doom. The prophet of doom. Oh, boy. Yeah, exactly. Mm -mm. so definitely guys if there's anything that i take away from this um story it's not that we should live in fear but we should live cautiously yeah. and be always aware of our surroundings yes at all times because this world is especially if you're in enclosed areas like concert halls yep. uh, train stations buses you know that it's so funny that you mentioned with the sex trafficking because did you hear about that little girl from Staten Island? Yeah, that she reported to a police station or something and she's been missing for six months or seven months or something. Yeah. And said that she was being sex trafficked mm -hmm. the whole time she mm -hmm. was missing. Yes. Staten Island police are investigating sex trafficking claims from a teenage girl who walked right into the 121st precinct after being reported missing for months. That's crazy. Yeah. It's just, mm -mm. it's so wild. There's the so things many that things that kids have to like, deal with, you know. And I've read so much stuff about sex trafficking and men kidnapping women. Like, they'll go up to them like, here, smell this perfume sample I got and stuff. And here it's something that you smell that knocks you out. And then next thing you know, they're snatching you up. You're waking up in the back of a van tied up or some weird shit. That's why I'm like, I don't like to live in fear, but I don't like to go anywhere alone. Like, okay, grocery store because it's, you know, a public, public place. I know enough. Somebody comes up to me with a sample. Smell this, this. No, I'm no, sure I'm going, good. I'm sure you're going to the grocery and you're running errands at what you feel is an appropriate time and a safe time. Yeah. Like day daylight. I don't go when it's dark by myself. Like today I went grocery shopping and I was at the grocery store by 11 o'clock in the morning and I was back home by three o'clock. You know what I mean? Like yeah. I don't go out late anywhere in the dark by myself because you just you can't trust people it just is what it is there's no beating around the bush you just can't trust people you can't trust society anymore no it's true like this girl she's 14 years old at the time she was abducted she just walked right into the train station at around 11 p.m and told officers she was being held against her will they immediately went outside they started canvassing the area to see if you know if she was followed or whatnot but yeah she came into the station. She said she was taken. Um, she was came into the station and then was later taken to a hospital. And they're saying that they were holding her first in Brooklyn, and then they passed her on to someone else in Staten Island. The teen's mother told Pix Eleven on Child 
on the child's claims. So this is the mom talking to the media based on what her daughter told her. Right. She ran from whatever house she was in at the Staten Island to the precinct. Hmm. Just crazy to me. It really, really is. That's crazy. Now just think of the trauma that that girl's going to live with for the rest of her life. She's constantly going to be looking behind her back. She's constantly going to have probably some form of PTSD. Mm-hmm. She'll never live a normal life anymore. I bet you she'll either continue to go to therapy for the rest of her life, medication, something because of what she had to experience. Because yeah. people usually don't just overcome stuff like that. No. And that's... It's just so sad that's um, what the youth, like their lives, what their reality, what they have to be careful. I mean, but then again, I was raised with those, you know, tips in life. Don't talk to strangers because obviously there must have been that danger when I was growing up. It's just I've never maybe I was sheltered too much. I've just never heard so many stories. Right. Yeah, me. I mean, me either, really. Like I said, where I grew up, I grew up in a city not as big as New York City, anything like that. But my parents told me the same things, like always be aware of your surroundings. You know, if you hear a noise, make sure you look back, all that stuff, because my parents didn't like make me live under a rock. They let me go, you know, a couple blocks over, walk to my friend's house, walk back when I was 16, you know, stuff like that. I had to be home by eight o'clock at night. I had certain rules and stuff too, but I never really, like I said, experienced where my parents were like on my back. Like, no, you can't go anywhere by yourself because you don't know somebody might kidnap you, blah, 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 blah. But nowadays that's what the kids have to experience. Their parents can't even let them walk to the corner store and get a candy bar by themselves because you never know if your kid's going to come home. Yeah. And then you have your families who are raising young black boys and they're just another layer of fear because now it's like okay my child could get abducted kidnapped he could get killed by the cops he could anything could happen to him right because that's another sad thing in america because apparently being black is illegal in america i guess because yeah Yeah. that's so sad talking about kidnappers and stuff like that i mean it's not funny or lighter news you ever dealt with stalkers oh god yeah really Yes. Oh, I'm excited to hear this. I brought it up because my next story that I wanted to talk about was Chris Brown. You know, he's dealing with a, I want to call her a female stalker because after they tell you to leave the premises and you keep coming back, yeah. you're a motherfucking stalker. Yes. I I've never, had stalkers too. What's your stalker story? I've never really been physically stalked. Like I had like, you know, guys follow me a little bit, you know, ayo ma, ayo ma, stuff like that. I've only ever really been internet stalked, like, by people. Oh. Like, so. they must, I don't see them like, all right, so I'll be in a public location and they'll be like, oh, I saw you go into the bathroom. Wait, what? Yeah, like, weird shit like that. But it's because of my following on Instagram. But that's freaky. Yeah, and I don't know these people and half of the time they won't have a profile picture and stuff. I usually, this is, like I said, I don't go anywhere by myself so I always have somebody with me. So I'm never really in fear because what's the guy gonna do or girl or whatever. You're gonna come in the bathroom with me where my friend Britt's with me where, you know what I mean? I never really go anywhere alone so... I don't have that fear that something's going to happen to me, but it's like, why are you stalking me? You see, though, (laughs) with the number of your following, I wouldn't take it. I figured, you know, oh, that probably comes with the territory. You know, I figured, you know, you probably go through that often. But I was fucking shocked when I went to, uh, um, oh, 
I went to Jussie Smollett. Jesse? Is it Jussie or Jesse? I don't know. Like, I think it's Jesse. Or is it Juicy? No, I it's, think it's Jesse. It's Jesse. I think, yeah. <laughs> it's Jesse Smollett. I went to his concert in New York and someone came up to me and it was like, happy birthday. And the concert wasn't exactly on my birthday, but I did mention it was a birthday gift to myself. Right. So he was like, are you enjoying your birthday gift? Oh, boy. And it was like, apparently... One of my followers were at that concert. Right. But then again, I got like on Instagram about maybe 820. And at least I want to say three to four, not even probably two to 300 people actually have crossed paths with me. We either right. worked or high school or whatever. But I feel like I, I feel, I think I feel. I think I know personally at least 200 people of the 800 plus that is following me. Right. So that was freaky to me. Yeah, that's. I don't know. People are. That's weird. So just think of me with 114K followers that I probably know, maybe 300 of them personally. Grew up with them, went to school with them, high school, middle school, met them at a party, met them at a club. Right. So yeah, and they a lot of them have fake profiles, like when they're doing the little stalking thing. So just think, how the hell would I ever narrow that down? That's why I mostly ignore people. And that's why I am like secretive. You know what I mean? Like. All the time when I'm on TikTok live, people will be like, where do you live? Where do you live? Where do you live? Where do you work? Where do you work? Where do you work? And I say, guys, you must be new to my live because I don't I don't feel the need to tell people where I live, where I work. Like, I just feel like some stuff is not for public knowledge. And this is why, because I tell you where I live. It's not hard to narrow down somebody's address once they tell you what city and state they live in. You know what I mean? Exactly. So that's why I'm like kind of secretive. And I remember a while back... Um, um, I've seen too many like scary movies to know that. Right. I've never consciously told people where I work and things like that. I've never cared too much also to keep it like a secret. So I'm sure if there's like some really smart knuckleheads, you can pinpoint. You can't pinpoint my address, so don't even try. But I'm sure if you really, really took a deep right. dive, you can tell where I work. If you literally stalked me and stuff, like yeah, literally exactly. stalked me, you can you, figure yeah. out a lot of information. But you know what? Um told me before don't worry that uh you don't post like all right so we went to six flags one time he was like you don't post that you're at six flags because people know what six flags has this ride and that ride and that ride so it's not hard for somebody to come and find you at this six flags or at this water park he's like you could take pictures you could do whatever but he's like post them a couple days after you already are done at that place i agree with him because then nobody could and i never really thought like that so he put a lot of things into perspective for me in that sense he's like people don't need to know your every move at all times and i'm like you know what you're right but i see these people on tiktok like um perfectly kelsey demps like all these big tiktok stars they constantly are like in walt disney world and they're filming the whole time they're in walt disney world on live and stuff like that's things that are huge red flags if somebody really wanted to kidnap you kill you or whatever this is how they get that information because you're too open publicly with what you're doing at all times kim kardashian's story her experience being robbed and tied down should have been like a warning sign to social media that you don't overshare right i think what that thumb of rule that mr elephant man has that i follow has probably hurt me as to why i probably don't have have more followers i couldn't go days without posting something sometimes i'm like oh shit i haven't posted something and it says like seven days ago your last post right 
are we losing the little numbers the numbers go down when you don't post every i day. mean me too though because people i feel like a lot of people that are content creators like my fans expect me to post every single day a couple videos a day or a picture on my instagram or a reel or something but they don't realize i still work a full-time job i don't make enough money off of my social media to not work a full-time job Mm. So they're used to those other content creators like the ones I named before where they're on TikTok, Amazon Live, Instagram Live, everything all day long because they make $30,000 a month off of social media. I don't. So I can't afford to make TikTok videos all day. I just can't. Like we work together. How realistic would it be of me to make a TikTok at work? Unrealistic at all. No. There's n no time. Half of the time we don't even get our breaks nor lunches. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it's like how would we – how would I even be able to do something like that? So I get it. But, yeah, th I lose a lot of followers for that reason too. Yeah. I go days and then I'll have – I'll pace I'll, – sorry. I'll post – we could – like for example today we're recording the show. We could have taken 10 pictures. I might post – one of them today three weeks later i just posted three more from that same day right so i really don't follow rules or anything right yeah there's no like formula behind my any of my social media pages me either really honestly i going into social media i never thought where i'd i'd be where i am today i'd never thought that i'd have this much of a following on tiktok and instagram you can start a cult I think right now on TikTok, I'm at like n almost 97K followers. Mm -mm. And on my Instagram, I'm at 114. So. All righty, people. So start tuning in. Yes. <laughs> and we have our own Instagram page, me and Bruno, that we're trying to take off with our little 14 followers. We appreciate our 14 followers. Oh, yes, we so do. Don't get me wrong. Yes, we do. But damn. It's like, that's the one thing, though, about I'm social I'm a screenshot media. those 14 followers. So then when we do like giveaways, we can automatically yeah. enter them. Yes. Because they're, they're the ones that started. You guys are going to be the first thing, first people to get something in our giveaways. Whether it's a sticker, we don't know yet. We're planning merch and all that stuff. But that's the thing about um, social media too. You ever realize I could post a picture of myself on my Instagram. I'll get a thousand likes, post a video of myself, 2,000 likes. I post something about our podcast and I can't even get a hundred likes on it. Oh no, you should tell them what happened to me. When you posted a picture of me? Oh. Remember the night we went out? Yeah, so uh, me and Bruno went out, which we're going to talk about that experience in our next podcast episode. But we went out and we took some pictures and I posted him on my Instagram. I had to literally turn the comments off because you people ate him alive that followed <laughs> me on Instagram. Like, well, I don't get the reasoning for it. And he wouldn't have cared if I kept the comments. You should have read. You, he's oh, not, on our next episode, we should read some comments. Yeah. He's not like, you know, a little crybaby that you're going to hurt his feelings. But I just turned off the commenting out of respect for him. Because, first of all, you guys thought he was my boyfriend. Which, obviously, in the caption, I said that's my best friend. Which, yes, okay, I get it. Your boyfriend is also your best friend, nine times out of ten. But clearly, hey. him and Mr. Elephant Man look nothing alike. What, because they're both brown, you just assumed? Yeah. Um, <laughs> but, anyways, the comments were just absurd. Absurd. I was just, I was appalled. I'm like, are they dead ass right now? Yeah, 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 got on me on high. Wait, we'll save it for the next yes. episode. Yes, the, the funny ass comments. But while we're here and before we close the episode, let's give a shout out to those um, special people following us. 570 underscore 
Tros? T Rose. Oh, you know them? Yeah. <laughs> we got Crow's Fit, Newbie underscore hundred X. We CrossFit, got... that's Brit. How many pages she got? Two. Oh, and both of them are following us? Yeah, one is her CrossFit page where she does like all her workout videos and then Aww. the next one is her personal page. Nice. Thank you, Miss Brit, Mr. Carl Osborne, Mr. Michael Bain. Oh, Nicole follow us. That's for Curtis me. Harrison. Nicole Marie, I can't wait to celebrate your baby's first birthday. Thank you for supporting the show. Uh, congratulations. Yeah, it's her second baby. Oh, congratulations. Yeah, she has two kids. She has a little boy and she has a little girl. The girl's turning one. Yeah. Okay, Fun. congratulations, Nicole. Good times, Thanks good for times. following. Exactly. Then we got Terrence, Mr. Terrence Freeman, Samir. Samir, that sounds like a very um, a foreign exotic name. Mm-hmm. And then we have that boy, Sick. Thank you so much, guys. We got two people. We got Roy Harris and Moon Feather, too. Thank oh, you guys for all the love. That's right. Thank Everything you for supporting us. Thank you, everybody across the world who's been listening to our episodes. This is episode, I think, number six. So I hope you guys enjoy it. We are going to be doing back-to-back episodes this week to make up for all the lost time. Again, thank you. Um, feel free to follow us on our Instagram page at The Adventures of Brittany and Bruno. And you guys know you can listen to us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Anchor, a whole bunch of other places. Pretty much anywhere. Yeah, pretty much Google anywhere. Google us, it will come up. Yeah. And if you got extra change in your pocket and you want to support and keep the episodes coming, there is a link in each episode. That gives you the option to support. Just throwing it out there. Alrighty, guys. Thank you so much for tuning in today. I am Bruno. And this is Brittany. Adios. Bye.